Welcome to the Speaking of Tangents podcast, a podcast for your ears. This week's show is brought to you by meth. But wait, I read that wrong. It's caffeine. Caffeine. For all those times when you're way too tired, but you still have to put up with other people and or your kids anyway. It's caffeine. The legal man's meth. They should probably rethink that tagline. I'm Jason. Hey, and I'm KJ. And welcome to March, everybody. That's right. We have ushered out February, and we are into March. It is a great month, and we'll tell you why in this week's Week in Review. That is absolutely correct, KJ. March is a great month. In like a lion, out like a lion. It's full of lions. Oh, we also recommend some stuff. Later, find out if we have a guest when we play. Do we have a guest? And we'll wrap it all up with feedback. And maybe, maybe just maybe, we'll throw in some more recommendations for you. All that, plus several conversational tangents. In a week, things happen. Yes, they do. And now we'll review. Yes, we will. Those things that happened. The things that happened. It's the speaking of tangents. Week in review. So what is up this week as we review it? Well, good is up. And you know why? We are now into March. It is March now. Yes, the best month of the year. Yeah, I know you feel that way. But I just learned 100%. this today about March. March okay. is Caffeine Awareness Month. What? What the heck, what the heck does that even mean? Well, here's here's <laughs> this is this is shocking to me because I feel like the least thing that people who have a lot of caffeine in them need is more awareness. Exactly. <laughs> they are aware of everything. I thought it was just a made up thing because the reason I found out about this is that, you know, um caf- caribou coffee, which I know you're familiar with because I know Jason's yes. wife likes caribou coffee. Yes. Um I did not realize that caribou coffee went down into the, you know, the Atlanta area, but I guess it does. Anyway, well, I mean, the internet goes everywhere. Yeah, true, true. You can buy anything on the internet. True, yeah. So they don't have unless you're James Cunningham, caribou. apparently, who doesn't shop online. Oh my gosh, that blew my mind until he, <laughs> I was like, until he explained. What? <laughs> yeah, he did it, and it made sense. Yeah, but about the identity well, theft and stuff. But when you first say that, it's like, what? My parents, they're in you know seventy five, eighty years old. They have an Amazon account. Yes, that's all my mom ever buys stuff on is Amazon, I know. and she's like. That not that old, but she's she's in her six, late sixties. <laughs> not that seventy five and eighty is old, mom. No, <laughs> no, no. I mean, not anymore. Not anymore. No. So yeah, so caribou. But you do have caribou coffee in. You have stores, brick and mortar stores I've, or coffee yes, shops. At least at least one store because Jason's wife has been there to buy stuff there before. Yeah. She bought mugs there at some at some point. They have good mugs anyway. But I prefer caribou coffee to Starbucks or to Pete's. It would go. I prefer dirty water to Starbucks. Yes, me too. Starbucks is horrible. So okay, caribou. Unless they want to sponsor this. Yes, if they want to sponsor this, I will find something I like there. Caribou, Pete's, Starbucks. That's how it goes for um, major chains, and they're probably oh, there's Dunkin' Donuts. I guess I'd throw that under caribou. Dunkin' Donuts, somewhere in there. So anyway, caribou. I have a caribou perks, which is kind of clever. A caribou perks card. Get it? Yes, I get it. (laughs) So anyway, the perks. uh, Every time you buy a drink, you accumulate points. And they send out this 
thing today that says, you know, between March 1st or not March, but I think it was March 6th through the 16th. If you buy three drinks, you're going to get 50 bonus perks. Okay. That that's fine and well and fine. But then they said, because this March is caffeine awareness month. And I'm thinking caribou coffee made this up. Had to have. What is this? Is this a real thing for real? According to Caribou Coffee, it is. No, I mean... I don't know. I just don't know what this means. How do we go from Black History Month to Caffeine Awareness Month? That was month? my exact question. Give me a break on February this February is Black History Month. And next... Okay, next. What can we talk about next? Oh, why don't we just do Caffeine Awareness? What? That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So, I mean, good is up because we're into March. Yeah. And I guess it is good to be aware of caffeine. Um, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, are we reflecting back on the history of, of caffeine over the over the eons and millennia? What 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 what? I do not. What do you know. do in Caffeine Awareness Month? I guess you increase your How caffeine you intake because that's what Caribou Coffee wants you to do, which makes sense. They're a coffee company. Is this marketing make us money month? When is that? When are they just going to come out and say it's pay us more money month, buy more of our products month? I think they point. should. Some do corporation it. is going to do that. Yeah, I, you know what? That's more transparent. I would be parent. totally. I would be more likely to buy stuff from a company that said we just want your money. Yes. If that was the tagline of their company. We we want to make money. I would be more likely to give money to them than somebody who's trying to give some sort of you know slick marketing presentation. Yeah, somehow that that greed doesn't seem as bad because it's transparent greed. Yeah, it's like I'm telling you, I'm not. I don't have a hidden agenda. My agenda is to make hard cash, and I want to do it. I want to take it out of my pocket. Straight. I mean, cash out of your homie. pocket and put it. Yeah, put it in my pocket. So I mean, I I can appreciate the openness and the rawness and the realness yeah. of that. Yep, I can too. I don't know that I would do that if I had a company, but maybe I would because oh, no. that's what I'm I'm after. I don't know. I don't I would, think I'd make yeah. up crap like Caffeine Awareness Month. I certainly would not do that. <laughs> I would probably say, I think my product is good. I think you should pay me. This is an a this is a good value for your money, and I feel like my product is worth this or my service is worth this amount of money. I think you should pay me because I need to eat. Yeah. I don't have any problem with capitalism. I have a problem with rampant, unchecked capitalism and greed. Yeah, I think that's those are two things that are good to have a problem with. Yeah. Are you aware of anything else going on this week besides caffeine? Um, well, I am aware of another DA moment that happened to me. That's about all. Wow. Besides caffeine awareness, this is about all that's gone on this week, which is fine because last week was pretty busy for me. A little bit more busy than I like it. I hear you. Yeah. So I had another DM moment watching uh, USA Curling. Well, I shouldn't say watching it because it was on at what, midnight or 1 a.m. Now we're talking about the Olympics, which is now over. Just so you know, because I know you probably hadn't watched any of it. Um, I will say that the only Olympics coverage that I watched at all when I was at uh, practicing with guys, the band trio that I play with, um, we were practicing in the guy's studio. He's got set up in his basement, and there's a like he has a projector, like a giant, you know, wall size, big screen projector mm-hmm. uh, in the room that's in the room that's like the waiting room next to the studio. And his, um, I think it's one of his kids was in there watching the Olympics on it. And so I see this giant like figure skating thing projected because I'm like facing it. 
uh-huh. like through the, <laughs> through, the, through the window. So it's like I'm we're sitting there playing these rock songs and I'm singing and I, I'm just like I found myself just watching the figure skating because I can't hear it because she's got headphones on. The, the girl was watching it, so it was just funny to me that that's the only Olympic coverage that I watched was while we were playing. We played through like an hour and a half set and I'm watching these figure skaters jump around and I'm like, yeah, I'm not missing anything with this. No, well. There was a lot of good with the figure skating, but the figure skating is way too long. They And that's all they covered. If you don't have anything besides just regular NBC like we have here at this house, all you see is figure skating with some for, some skiing and um, uh, some hockey sprinkled in. That's it. Mm. So anyway, back to the curling. Yes. On the USA curling team... I think there are five members, maybe one is an alternate, but they're all from Minnesota and one from Wisconsin. That makes sense. And yes, it does. And so the the Minnesotans, a few of them, it turns out, curl or have curled with my sister-in-law and my brother-in-law in Duluth, mm-hmm. Minnesota at a curling club. Cool. Duluth Curling Club. I didn't know those existed until I saw somebody tweet about it. What, Duluth Curling Club? No, curling clubs in general, because they said the guy who was like the captain of the team that won was like, was the bartender at his curling club. And I'm like, that sounds like a pretty good sports club when you have a bar and a bartender. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, there's a Duluth curling club and they curl there every, I think it's every Sunday. Mm -hmm. And so they've curled with these people on the team. Anyway, they, when they were doing, when the USA was in the gold medal match, uh, my sister-in-law text me and the hall of famer. The Hall of Famer. It's the Hall of Famer's sister. Okay. And so she she texts us and says, I'm going to go to the Duluth Curling Club tonight. Go USA Curling. We're going to watch the event. And uh, she did say there was going to be some camera crews there, but I didn't exactly know what that meant. So she's in Korea, like at the event. No, no, at Duluth. There. So what oh. they did was Duluth, she sat at Duluth Curling Club and on a big TV, oh, they watched okay. it live at like gotcha. midnight or 1 a.m. or whenever it was. I was going to say, she's awful dedicated to that club if she flew all the way to <laughs> No, she just, just to watch. <laughs> just one step down from that dedication. She yeah, went to Duluth okay. Curling Club at 12 in the morning or whatever time it was. It was, yeah, it was, cool. I was sleeping. I didn't watch it live. So, while you were sleeping. Yes, while you were sleeping. Um, so anyway, the U.S., fast forward, the U.S. team wins gold and um, everybody's excited. Mm-hmm. And apparently, I, I heard this from Patrick Moffitt's tweet on Twitter that they were cutting in to the Duluth, they were showing like live cut-ins of Duluth Curling Club celebrating nice. um, during the match on NBC. On NBC. Uh huh. So then, when I wake up the next morning, that I see that tweet and I realize that okay, that's what she meant by camera crews, and now I know that she was on TV. Wow. And then I looked on the internet, um, the Duluth paper, and there she was. There's all these pictures taken of, you know, just the Duluth Curling Club celebrating in a crowd. And then they choose one person to do a solo picture of, and it's it's my sister-in-law. And That's it shows funny. her different faces of, you know, we're going to lose. Oh, we're going to win. And they put it in a, th- you know, three in a row. Um, the thrill of victory like and the line. agony of defeat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm, I'm like, oh, that's really cool. So I got excited about that, and I tweeted back to Patrick. And then NBC replayed it the next day, you know, in the middle of the day. So I got to see it. And then I saw the live cut-ins, and there she is, right in my picture, right on my TV, screaming nice. for the curling club. And it's like, there she is, my sister-in-law. I know her. I know her. It's a DA yeah. moment. <laughs> so funny. that was the most exciting thing that happened to me this week. 
that's pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Um, I don't, I, I, I really like that picture. So, um, I think I texted that picture to you. Did I? Yes, yeah, you did. Yeah. Yep. Cause I thought it was really cool. Yes. That's, that's awesome. See, I thought that she was actually in. No, no. Pyeongchang. That's what I thought when you first sent it to me. I just, no. you know, I'm kind of halfway there half the time. She was in Duluth. Yeah. That's nice. Cool. So yeah, that was pretty cool. Speaking of cl- curling. Yes. Um, how does curling work? I don't understand anything about it whatsoever. Could you explain it? I'm not asking you to because we might put people to sleep. Okay. Well, no, I. Do you know not. how to explain it? No, but I. Okay. I learned. So people told me. To me, it looks like bocce ball on ice, but well, people it's said it's more like shuffleboard than yeah. bocce ball. Well, here's that makes the sense. thing: I've never played shuffleboard. I do not think. Really? I don't think so. I have, but it's been a while. So. <laughs> when I'm wa- I, when they're replaying it, I'm learning the I'm figuring out what's going on, but I don't uh, okay. know any of the terminology besides throw the hammer down. That's about all I know, and I don't even know if that's the right terminology. <laughs> the hammer is the last rock to be thrown. I think. Uh, okay. That's yeah, all I, I know. I, I'm just laughing because you said shuffleboard on ice and all i can think of is like disney on ice yeah you know? so it's these old like 80 year old people out there trying to shuffleboard on ice and falling down and that made me laugh well to put them on ice skates of course you know around here at least there's a lot more uptick in curling interest level and so they're doing mm-hmm. local stories about the saint paul curling club and the duluth curling club and how 80 year olds can still play this game of curling that seems dangerous for a uh, out on the ice, yeah. To get on ice, I mean, that's a broken hip yeah. waiting to happen. Well, they were talking about it with eighty-year-olds. Said, "Yeah, I can do this," but you know, as a therapist, curling, the person that throws the rock, that is a terrible position for people's hips. I cannot believe yeah. that they don't have more hip issues. That's the end yeah. of that story. That rant. <laughs> I think that's a bad position to be putting athletes in. What about the sweepers? Don't they like bend over a lot? Isn't there a lot of bending? Yeah, they're 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 not in great position either. Mm-mm. And of course, if you look on the internet, you don't have to look far to hear people say curling is not a sport. What do you mean it's not a sport? That's what the internet says. It's as much of a sport as golf. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say say that. I'm definitely not going to say golf's not a sport. Mm-mm. And I've not tried curling, so I'm not going to say it's not a sport. Any physical activity with scoring and competition and you have a winner is a sport to me. That's fine with me. The, the thing that differentiates like a game versus a sport is, is there physical activity? Like yeah. walking and swinging the golf club. I mean, go walk 18 holes and see how you feel. At, uh-huh. at, you know, yeah. tell me that's not a sport. Or try or, to push a golf cart that doesn't move. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> we may be doing that again this summer. We might be. So anything else? Well, I don't know. I'll tell you. I, let me just tell you one thing why good is not up this week. Okay. My old boy, Wrigley, my 14-year-old golden retriever, mm-hmm. he's starting to show signs of slowing down a lot lately. And I, I took him and our little terrier for a walk this week. And it mm-hmm. turned out to be a very abridged one at that because he can't handle walks. And I really didn't think he was going to make it back. He had to stop about six times and lay down. And we didn't go far. I mean, we wasn't even a quarter of a mile. Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong, he's 14. I am under no illusions. I know he's playing with house money. Yep. 
14 is for a golden retriever yeah. that's getting up there. Yeah, but I don't I don't care how old your dog or cat or any pet for that matter. Oh no, yeah. I don't care yeah. how old they are, how many times you've had to go through it in the past. Dealing with that and the death of a pet and the agonizing decisions and what's best, yes. you know, that's kind of stuff. It's not fun. So anyway, we're taking the old boy to the vet later today, actually, just to see if there's anything we can do to make him more comfortable. I mean, we're not going to, if he's, if we learn he has cancer, we're not going to probably spend thousands of dollars. He's 14. Yeah. But, um, that was kind of sad to see my old boy. He never has had that problem and he's always liked to go on walks. So we know that, you know, time is, fading for Mr. Wrigley, but, uh, that yep. still stinks when you can see it happening. Oh yeah. And I mean, I've talked about, you know, my dog Max, that was, he was 12 going on 13. So he was, he, I mean, he was a, a yellow lab. He lived a long life too. And it was that situation. It does not, it doesn't matter how old they are. It doesn't matter <laughs> that it's, you know, he's better off because he was starting to suffer. It's yep. a, and he was going to suffer a lot more, um, according to what the vet said. So it's, it's it still doesn't make it any easier. I mean, but what you're saying about you know you're not going to spend thousands of dollars on a cancer treatment for a 14 year old dog, even though you know, it's it's. I try to look at it. I'm the same way. I try to look at it like if I'm you know 80 or 90 years old, am I going to try to go through chemotherapy or am I just going to be like, wouldn't make me the most comfortable I can until I'm gone. Yeah. And that's the way I look at it. You know, that's why I would hope. That's why I would want to be treated, and so that's why I would treat you know, my pets that way too. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's the decision that, you know, the best case scenario is the dog, whatever pet or yeah. humans for that matter, just mm -hmm. die in their sleep. Yeah. Don't suffer. That's don't what suffer and just die yeah. in their sleep. But that because, doesn't I mean, happen like if very I was, often for anybody. Oh no. And if that was, I mean, like I went to the dermatologist this week because, um, just checking for like skin cancer and things like mm -hmm. that. And I'll talk a little bit more about that in the Amazon review. But, oh, okay. Um, yeah, that's a that's, teaser. <laughs> oh yeah, it's interesting. Um, everything's fine. Okay, but, good. Um, that's my next question. Um, I went to check because you know I've people that are close to me have had skin cancer and you know melanoma and stuff like that and everything. Everybody's been okay and it's been able to be you know removed and that kind of stuff. But you just never know about that stuff. And so like when you're in your 40s, like if my dog was five or six years old and they say he's has cancer, I'm like, okay, we're doing we're doing the treatment as much as we can, you know, as long as it's not going to make him suffer. Just like if I'm 45 and I have cancer, I'm going to try to go through the treatment because I need to be around for my kids and yeah, my family. Yeah. And, you know, 45 is different from 85 or 90. Yeah. And that's that not respect. to say that people that are 80 that, no. that choose to go through the, Absolutely. that, right. You know, it's totally everybody's fine. different. You know, it's just, it's just, I know how I would want to be treated and I would try to, especially with a pet because the dog's not going to tell you. Exactly you know, how he wants yeah. to be treated. So yeah. I would treat them like I would want to be treated in that case. Yeah, and and obviously it deter it it depends on what kind of how aggressive oh, is yeah. the you know all that stuff. But what's the prognosis? And you know, is it is it going to be rough or is it going to be you know, yeah. well he'll, he'll yeah. be okay you know or, or that kind of stuff. And I actually what's, don't, what's the quality of life after yeah. all that right, treatment? Right, right, right. And I actually don't think Wrigley does have cancer, but mm -hmm. he's just slowing down and. He's got all yeah, kinds of those big lipomas on his, you know, the big bumps that yeah. the older dogs get. And he's just getting short of breath. And he's, he lo used to love to walk. And now he looks at me like, are you kidding me? I ain't going for no more walks. Yeah, he's, yeah. He knows. Uh, he knows. He knows he's old. But yeah. he does still like to eat and play with toys and stuff. So, I mean, there are. Oh, yeah, that's good signs. Then. Very that's good great, signs. Because my dog did not. He was like, I just want to lay down and. and 
it got to the point like the last few days where he was looking at me and you can see this look on his eyes like I'm not having fun here. Yeah, help me. And that's yeah. that's different. That's that's a yeah. that's a tough spot. Oh yeah, um, and I've been there too with yeah. a dog, but Wrigley's not like that yet. No. So yeah, you know, you know the difference. You do kind of know. And and when the other dog, the last dog that I had, she mm-hmm. was only 2 and she had Ooh. um it turned out not to be cancer, but we thought it was. And then we did spend money cuz she was 2. You know, but anyway, it's never fun. And I'm sure anyone that's had a pet can can relate. But it's that's where we are right now with Mr. Wrigley. And so that I went from, uh, you know, there's highs and lows in life. Right. We have a D.A. moment. And then I found out that Wrigley no longer can take a walk with me. Yeah. Did you see we're talking about age and natural causes and that kind of stuff? Yes. Did you see that um, news thing? I think it was last week or two weeks ago about She's a British actress, and I had never heard of her, but she's apparently some British in British TV shows actress. It said she passed away, and she was 53, and it said died of natural causes. Um, okay, yes, I do remember this. And I'm thinking, this. 53 seems young to me, especially for being almost causes, 45 yeah. for yeah. natural causes. Exactly, yeah. I'm, I'm like, not far what? behind you either. Oh, no. I'm, I'm like, natural causes at 53? That's That's the earliest age I've ever heard, you know, that term because usually when they say natural causes that's you know 75 80 if you're past your life expectancy mm-hmm. if you pass away before the average life expectancy i don't see that necessarily as natural causes right so do you that think seems like this the wrong was phrase. A, a spin from the agent or the her people no i i mean it and, and honestly look it could be she just it could be what could be considered natural causes because I don't know. I didn't even look into it anymore because it didn't really give any more details and information. Uh-huh. And maybe they just maybe you're right. Maybe the publicist just didn't or the, her family didn't want to give any more information. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That's that's fine. That's, that's yeah. their right. That's totally fine. I, I agree with that. Um, just because you're a public figure doesn't mean you got, everybody's going to know everything about your life. But the um, but the but just to use the phrase natural causes for 53 years old. Just it seemed, seemed odd. Yeah. Yeah. It made me go, huh? Yeah. So, but then anyway. again, what could be cons- like you said? What could be considered natural causes? Is cancer now natural cause since everybody seems to get it? No, I don't think so. Okay. Because cancer, right. by definition, is a um, not natural. Is a yeah, is a yeah. you know an abnormal you know abnormal cell, state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cell state in your body. Um, I mean, it could be just I don't know. So, seem I, I would feel like when if they say natural causes anywhere before the life expectancy, then. It's you need like they had a heart attack or they had heart failure or, yeah, you know, yep. you know, some something other than natural causes. But, hey, if that's what I, it just struck me as strange. Yeah. Yep. I that makes sense. I don't remember seeing natural causes. I just remember seeing that it was a 53 year old actress. Mm-hmm. That was in the headline that I read. This 53 year old British actress dies of natural causes. I was like, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Because I'm, I'm like eight years from that. Um, yeah. uh, is that okay? <laughs> is that the new norm? Because uh, seems not like ready we're going in that. reverse. Yeah, yeah, on that one. Yeah, I feel like that life expectancy shouldn't that be going up? Yeah. Uh, so so let's um let's end on a, a more let's positive end on, note. End on death. <laughs> okay. I mean, we all die. So true. True. It is a natural thing. It's one of the most natural things in life. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what natural causes that, you know, you could probably say that for most yeah. everybody because everybody, everybody dying dies is natural. Causes, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very true. All right. We solved that. Next. Yeah. Look forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> We've got no qualification. So, here's a record.
recommendations. Well, yes, I do have a recommendation. Okay. And and surprise, surprise, it's uh, another Netflix show. <laughs> How many honorable mentions do we have? Not well. When we're talking about this one recommendation, I don't have an honorable mention. Oh, okay. Um, surprise, surprise there too. Mm-hmm. And this show actually came up in, you know, Netflix does this recommendations for you or whatever they call it. Little area yeah, those, based on what you ever, watched. You might like yeah, they this. They don't ever fit into mine. They don't really either. Watch. So I ignored this one for a long time and I didn't want to. I'm like, no, I'm not watching that. And and largely the reason that I didn't want to watch it is because it's a Danish show with subtitles. And so I didn't really want to. I'm not a big person that likes subtitles. Next. See, I know, but you got to hear me out. <laughs> okay, I'm totally listening because I hey, I don't have any problem with foreign language m- movies or TV shows. I think this show is worth it. <laughs> I just heard people hit the yeah, fast forward because button. Yeah, it's got on the subtitles. Podcast. Yes. Yes. And that's the way a lot of people approach it and that's hey, that's fine, whatever. And that's They're not hearing this anyway, so I can just say they just need to be smarter. <laughs> that's right. They've <laughs> already smart. fast forwarded. <laughs> yeah, so we can talk about them all we want now. Now, I think that the TV show The Killing is probably the most famous Danish show. Um, is that the one where people loved it like the first season and then they never answered the mystery or the question and it got it like they drug it out because they didn't really have an idea of how to wrap it up or something like that? I I think it is. Um, but so the Dan- the difference is with The Killing, the U.S. made their own version. And so I oh, never watched okay. the Danish Danish ver- version. Or I've yeah. never watched either version. The I did watch the U.S. version probably two seasons, but yeah, we were not happy that they did not solve it in the first season. They left yeah. you hanging. You can't you can't set up a mystery and then never answer it. Exactly, That's ridiculous. Yeah, but I guess Danish Danish TV is known for their big, you know, crime dramas like The Killing. Really, but this show is more of a comedy. And um, it's called Rita. Have you heard of it? R-I-T-A, Rita. Have not heard of it. So it's about a teacher named Rita um, who she's non she's a nonconformist. She does things her own way. Um, she does not play by the rules. Her students love her, but her coworkers and other adults seem to have issues with how she handles things. So she she does things her own way. She's a maverick. She's a maverick, but also she's, you know, she had a tough growing, you know, upbringing. And, and so it's almost like she's not really an adult yet. This sounds like this show, this description of the show was written by assembling just like a bot on the Internet. that just grabs random pieces of stuff from script intros. Well, maybe. You, what? Maybe. And it could be that I like. Not, I don't like subtitles, but I do like watching shows that are in other countries, mm-hmm. and especially Scandinavian countries. I Makes don't know, sense. probably because they're my people. Yeah, um, your peeps. My peeps. Not yeah. Okay, but it's 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 funny, and I there are a few episodes where I'm actually laughing out loud. You know, well, I. That's actually. Probably good for a comedy that it made you laugh out loud. I know, but some comedies you smile or you laugh inwardly, but this one like busting Those out. Those are called bad comedies. No, not everybody sits all by themselves and just laughs out loud. 
Yes, they do. It's funny stuff. If it's funny, but I'm saying that this show has some funny moments that made me do that. No, that's good. Yeah, I'm saying what I'm saying is I'm not saying that this is a bad show. I'm saying shows that are supposed to be comedies that don't make you ever laugh out loud when you're watching them are not good comedies. They're not doing their job. Yeah, well, I mean, I understand that. But a lot of people do not will say, you know, I don't laugh out loud ever. Or I don't. I'm sorry for them. Yeah. They live a sad existence. And here, this Cheer is up. a show with subtitles, and I'm still laughing out loud. Yeah. And and it's not just a comedy. I mean, they do cover some serious topics and actually a wide oh, array no. of topics. Oh, no. Is no, it's like good. And I the even, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, no, a very not, special episode. Not, not in the, no, they handle it well. I think it's a clever. It's mixed in with the, it's, so it's a dramedy. It's probably more, it's called a comedy, but it to me it's more a of comma. A, a dramedy. Mm-hmm. A comma, yeah. Yeah, a comma. <laughs> or a coma. <laughs> I like that, a comma. So uh, why do they call it a dramedy and not a comma? Probably because dramedy sounds better. I don't know. Well, comma can be confused yeah. with, yeah. you know, English language. I don't know. Yes. But there, in fact, there's one, they, they handle their subjects well and interesting and clever. Hmm. Uh, clever, cool. I think. And there's one topic a pretty polarizing topic in this country that they, the way they tackle it, I've never seen handled in that way before ever. Mm -hmm. So it's good. It's a good show. And I've even learned a little Danish. Oh, can you speak some for us? Um, talk. What does that mean? Yes. Thanks. Oh, thank you. So I find myself sometimes walking around the house saying Danish, Danish, uh, sayings now. That's got to be fun. Good morn, which I think you could figure out. Um, means good night. Good morning. Okay. So what you're saying is this is a foreign language to us. I yes. Mean, it's not foreign language to people that live in, you know, Danish. Yes. Yep. Um, but foreign language to us, 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 foreign language to us, subtitle, comedy. Dramedy. And or dramedy, comma. comma. Because, you know, the main thing with comedy is timing. So if yeah, it's not that kind you of have show. bad timing, <laughs> it's not nearly as funny. So that tells me that if you're laughing out loud at it and you're just reading it and missing some of the timing, then it's actually probably well written. Yeah, I don't, it's not that kind of time. I don't think it's that kind of show that requires comedic timing. There's no like. It can't be a comedy without timing. Well, it's not like a physical comedy, like say Three's Company was where Jack Tripper always fell down or something like that. Well, there's no, I'm talking about timing in terms of how they say it's timing is how you cut stuff and how the the words impact and how the timing of how you say stuff and when you say okay, it yep. when you say it is as important as what you're saying a lot of times in comedy because you could say something that's very funny and not have the timing right of it and it doesn't oh, hit yeah, and sure. impact as well yeah. that so that's what I'm saying to me all the time yeah and you're missing and with it being in a different language you're missing just having to read you're having to like insert your own timing or you're missing some of the stuff that could be oh the way that they punctuated that could be really funny but you you're not getting that because of the language translation so i i, I mean it sounds like it's yeah, no i never had that problem never had that problem i would say so, it's probably more of a dramedy than a straight up comedy or a straight up it's a straight up comma is what it is okay. sweet 
And I mean, some of the stuff that this teacher does, you're you're thinking, no way she could get away with that in the U.S. And and that could be true in the U.S. But because you're not, hmm. I'm not really familiar with how schools work in Denmark, so I can sort of let that stuff slide and believe that sure she could get away with that. Yeah, sure. So it's kind of it's it's believability. How how much, how much yeah. can you you know? It might not work if your, it was a U.S. show. Disbelief. Because it's some of it is pretty outrageous, but it's okay because I don't know how things are in Denmark, so I'm willing to believe. I'm suspending disbelief, like you said. Well, I can guarantee you, if it becomes any, if it does any kind of good numbers on Netflix, somebody here is looking at it to produce it as a U.S. show. Yeah, and I just don't think U.S. shows. I don't think it'll be better. One of the greatest dramedy commas of all time sitcoms did that: The Office. Yes, they did. And that's more comedy than drama, but it still has a lot of drama in there. And that show is all timing. It's great writing, but it's in acting, but it is timing. That if you want yeah, to watch how timing. important yeah. timing is in comedy, watch The Office. And honestly, the British version is better than the than the American version, but still, American version one of the greatest shows ever, one of my yeah. favorite shows ever. And that's kind of what I so should I'd have recommend brought, that. I should have brought The Office up when I was talking about timing. The Office is the type of show I think of when timing. This show is more. That's why I say it's more dramedy because mm. the, the the subtitles are a little bit behind like they always are yes and you can still relate to the show and still laugh and still cry and i kind of just like seeing a different culture and how they do things and the type of buildings they have and the type of cars they drive and what their beer their beer is a different beer than i've ever seen before that kind of stuff mm. so if you want to get cultured watch rita <laughs> <laughs> it's way better than the ranch Okay, that's, that's what I was waiting for. Yeah, way better than the ranch. <laughs> that should be the Netflix tagline for every show they have. Absolutely. It's, at least it's better than the ranch. I think um, Ashton Kutcher would even endorse that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he doesn't take anything he does seriously now, which is good. It is good. Because um, um, he, anytime he tries to take anything seriously, he comes off as a big goofball anyway. He, so it's not a good he look. He kind of does, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we're recommending I, The Office and Rita. Yes, and and also another. I think Office also maybe not the British version anymore, but definitely the American version is on Netflix still. Is it? I saw that on there. Yeah, it came up in my recommended the other day. Which, by the way, my the reason my recommended doesn't work is because I share a Netflix account with three other people. Mm-hmm. Two of them that watch primarily junk cartoons. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so I get the dumbest stuff recommended to me, and I'm just like, get out of here. Yeah, we it's share. Just useless to yeah, me. we share Netflix too, but thankfully. It's well, you guys are both adults, and you kind of seem to have some similar taste, at least. <laughs> yeah, but I with mean, I, other family members that don't live here. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Keep that on the down low. <laughs> okay. Netflix is not going to be sponsoring this anytime soon. Actually, is it Netflix or HBO that came out recently and said we don't care? Share your share your accounts with other people. We, what? I think it was HBO, to be honest. If I'm, I would be shocked at that. Because they just they are want. That's that, kind of against their business model. They want. I think it was HBO. We should look it up. Not now, That's but good. I mean, you know, yeah. on our own time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you guys out there, look that up. Look, just you know, let us get back to us. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So now uh, another. The thing, other. Oh, go ahead. Wait. I want to recommend one more oh. Netflix show again. Okay. That I still haven't finished, just yes. to give an update on it, is Halt and Catch Fire, which is not a Netflix show, but it's all on Netflix. Um, if you have not watched this show yet and you've heard us talk about this, watch this show. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, I, it's 
Stop everything else that you're watching and watch Halt and Catch Fire. And Rita. It's that good of a show. And Rita. Rita is better than Halt and Catch Fire? It's, you can't compare them. They're different. Okay. They're totally different. Um, I think Adam That's Benson. That's what people say when, they, when the answer is no, it's not as good. Well, you can't compare them. <laughs> One is. You can. You can. Maybe you shouldn't, but you can. It's like comparing Oreos and fruit. You can Oreos win them. every time. Oreos win every time. But no, it's apples and oranges, as they say, which never makes apples sense to me because oranges. they're both oranges. I both just compared fruits. them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Rita is. Is it an orange? I like Rita apple? quite a bit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Adam Benson tweeted us and said something like he's about to start Halt and Catch Fire. And at this rate, yes, I saw that. something about his Luke. At this rate, yes, uh, by the time he gets goes down to sleep, I'll have season one finished. Yes, I watched a lot of TV shows and caught up on a lot of stuff and played a lot of video games when my son was young because he had when my older son. I got one son. He's not. <laughs> <laughs> I watched a lot of TV and video games when my son, uh, my first kid, was uh, young, a baby, because he didn't sleep very well, and so we were up at all hours of the night. So. Yeah, well, that I mean, you sounds a, like... You, you, when you're getting up every 30 minutes, you might as well just stay up at some point. Yeah, and that sounds like maybe that's what Adam was, was yeah, uh, dealing totally. with. Because his, I think his son just like is, what, like a month or two old? Is very, very young, so... Yeah, two two months, I will guess. Maybe yes. not even. Um, yeah. Okay, Follow so... Follow him on Twitter. <laughs> that's right. Luke has a Twitter account. <laughs> it's pretty funny. I, I enjoy seeing the, those tweets. <laughs> now, we do have... We had a general question directed toward us mm-hmm. this week at speaking of, mm-hmm. at Speak Tangents from Will at Aquarium D R N K E R. There you go. Yes. And he he this original tweet came from BBC Radio Six Music. And their question was what's another foreign language thing? Mm-hmm. Another foreign yes, Europe, exactly. Foreign language. What's the strongest run of three songs in a row on an album? Mm-hmm. And Will wanted to know what we thought. Okay. I have several. Um, so I thought about this. This tweet was earlier this week, and I thought about it and thought about it and thought about it. And my approach to it was, what are some of my favorite albums or what do I consider or what you know, are generally in the general consensus some, of the consensus some of the greatest albums ever? And those probably have some great songs on them. And if you get one that has several or three, right, back to back to back, that's and that's right, probably yeah. in the conversation for this, at least. Yeah, so what did so you come up that with? That was my approach to it. Um, you want to go back and forth where I'll name one and then you name one? Okay, well, let me tell you my my approach then first. Sure. Yeah, so no. when I first saw this, I, I could not think of a single album where I actually remembered the order of tracks, and which would make me sad because I used to be able to remember that. Yeah, you're getting old. Uh-huh, yeah. Your memory goes. My my memory goes, and then, you know, we all die. You know? Yeah, what were we talking about? So that combined... With, uh, you you know how bad I am at following directions when it comes to this kind of thing. It's hard for me to narrow, narrow down and make a decision, so I tend to give those honorable mentions. Yes. Did you pick, like, instead of three songs in a row, did you pick, like, six songs <laughs> No, I in did a row? not. No. Like a whole album. It's like, it's 13 songs in a row. It's the best 13-song <laughs> no. run. So in an effort to avoid doing that, I decided to mm-hmm. limit this to just my new recent vinyl collection. That's a good approach because you know it's going to be stuff, some of your favorite stuff, or some stuff that's highly uh, recommended. Right. So I have only 16 vinyls, so it should be easier for me to pick. So anyway, that was my approach. So you go ahead. I thought you were going to say I only have 16 
It's a three song no, set. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> I was like, oh no. <laughs> no, I I pretty much did I I did okay. Okay. This time. Uh, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Well, why don't you go first? Okay. Uh, my first one would be Time, The Great Gig in the Sky, and Money. That's funny. So this that is, is from a run right there. Dark Side of the Moon. Yes. And that is one of my albums. Yes. That I own. Mm-hmm. And I didn't pick that one, but I think you'll be okay with what I ended up picking. Okay. So I only picked one. I didn't, I didn't, so you have more than one album with three in a row? Oh, yes. Okay. I have one, two, three, four. I have like six was like just the first, came, or five that was like the first that came to mind. Okay, so what are the three songs from Dark Side of the Moon again? Time, Uh huh. The Great Gig in the Sky, and Money. Okay. That is all time three in a row right there. Okay, well, I'm adding that then because I read this as just one album. What do you mean? So I... Out of my 16 albums, I looked through them and decided, okay, there are a few here that I could pick, but when I came across this one, that one was the best out of all of them with the the songs in a row. So I only picked Mm -hmm. one album, but Pink Floyd is up there. Do you understand what I'm saying? So I only picked one with three songs. How do we we go into a question when you only have one answer? (laughs) Well, the question wasn't the question... Let me see if I can find the question. The best, What's the, best the strongest run? run of three songs in a row on an album? Yes, totally. And that's what I just did. Right. So that's... I just have several options, yeah. several that I would say these are in the running for the conversation of the okay. best three. And I only picked one. That's what okay. I'm saying. So you picked Pink okay. Floyd, and I'm actually... I have Pink Floyd, Pink Floyd listed, but I didn't mm-hmm. choose them. But I will What's, now. What three songs would you go with Pink, the, Pink Floyd? The same ones that you chose. Yeah, yeah. totally. Okay, well, I'll tell you what I, who I had on the short list. Pink Floyd was one of them. Mm-hmm. And then I looked at Prince's Purple Rain, but Mm-mm. there's one, there's too many mediocre, not mediocre, but not great, great songs in, you know. So let me, I actually have Purple Rain in front of me. I'm taking it. I'm looking at it mm-hmm. right now. I was going to go with When Doves Cry, I Would Die For You, and then there was... Purple Rain, but there's one in the middle. That is correct. If it had been When Doves Cry, I Would Die For You, Purple Rain, yes. that, would, that would have been on my list. So, so I totally looked at that one, too, and was like, uh-huh. it's, too much, it's too much stuff inter, intercut in here. To where That song is okay. It's not, this is, we're talking, you know, greatest three song run. So this, uh, this is, I think, is a cool question because you really have to go. Yes, okay, you do. Not, not my favorite songs, but. Three, what's the strength of all three when you combine mm-hmm. them? Because with time, Great Gig in the Sky and Money, see, Great Gig in the Sky is probably my favorite out of those three songs, which would probably be the least known of those three. Yeah, I think but, mine's I mean, money. Time and Money are, are crushing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so that middle song between, if anybody's wondering, is called Baby, I'm a Star, which I did yes. not even know until I got this record. Yes. That's one of the, like, what I was thinking of when you heard, when you listened to that. When you, we talked about this a while ago, you are like, I don't remember some of these songs. And I was thinking uh, Darling Nikki, which is a very interesting song. <laughs> is that on here? Oh, yes. It's like uh, oh, yeah, I see. first Darling on the side, Nikki. too. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, some interesting lyrics in that song, <laughs> oh, especially well. for in 1984. I better go back and listen. Yes. Okay. So that's why I disqualified Prince's Purple Rain. And then Revolver by the Beatles was on there. Yeah. And I put them aside. And here, when I... I looked at that, too. When I came to this 
album in my collection, I said, okay, this is the one. Because at that time, I was trying to just pick one. Well, I also, before you get to that, I also had Revolver that I looked at Mm -hmm. and Sgt. Pepper's, because those are my two favorite Beatles albums. And it's like, these are good songs. It's not like three back to back to back. Right. And that's the problem. So I have, you know, Taxman, Eleanor Rigby. This is Revolver. And then the next one is called I'm Only Sleeping. Yeah. Which is, is not not the best you know you have to have three in a row yes so then three killers three killers so then when i got to this album uh-huh. i knew this was the one and i'll keep okay. in mind this is only my 16 vinyl collection mm-hmm. thriller yes that's on my list so it's not only three in a row it's it's four in a row maybe even five and well, here don't do that don't do that okay well three just in a row. three thriller mm-hmm. Beat, Beat it, it, Billie Jean. Billie Jean, yes, that's on my list. I wrote, I wrote that down, and I went. I mean, come on, come really? on, yeah. When I saw that, I said, okay, this is it. This is the one. Yeah, that's definitely on my list, and that might be the number one. Because so, not only are those three great songs, I mean, Thriller is probably my least favorite song by far out of those two. Out of those three, uh, me too. Yep. But monster, monster hits like yeah, all time yeah. huge hits. Uh huh. And good songs. Um, yeah, good songs, and you know, um, basically. That's Toto playing on that album. No, I, I probably knew that at some point. I'm yeah. sure you've told me that. The band, yeah, because yeah. they're studio. They were studio musicians. Okay. Um, that's basically Toto, and they, even though they're not credited, Steve Lukather, the guitar player in Toto, helped write a bunch of that stuff. Huh? Because you know you put you know musicians in a studio, and the guy comes in, you know Michael Jackson and Quincy Jones come in with we got lyrics and we got chord progression and idea and melody. And Toto's like putting the instruments to it and putting stuff and doing all that. They're writing parts. Just like the guy, um, what's his face? Um, he was a drummer for Billy Joel like in the early years. Um, I saw a documentary about this recently that's, that was kind of cool. Um, he talks about how um, Billy Joel would come in with an idea for a song. And he'd have you know, the chords and the piano you know, licks and the, uh, the, the melody and the, and the words. Which is, I mean, that's the song. But like when you hear it on the album, some of that stuff jumps off because the drummer would be like, hey, why don't we try this beat right here instead of what you had in mind? And it completely changes the song. And like Billy Joel, they showed a clip of like Billy Joel playing this. I don't remember what song it was, but Billy Joel was playing it at the piano. And I was like, that's a very weird, inter- interesting version of that song. And then the drummer goes, he came in with that. And then I said, well, let's try this beat to it. And you're like, oh, and the song like jumps off the you know recording. Really? When you add that beat to it, that rhythm. And these guys don't get enough credit for that stuff. So this was the drummer from Toto or a different drummer? This is the drummer, the Billy Joel drummer. Billy is what Joel. I'm talking about okay, with this, yeah. this example. But for No, they Thriller, don't get enough credit. You're right. Thriller, that's basically Toto playing on that album. In, I see. I didn't know that. And so that tells you that they probably don't get enough credit or that, you know, I just oh, no. don't know stuff. And then you talk about like bands like um, uh, Steely Dan, who are basically uh, studio two guys in a bunch of studio musicians that they hired in. Um, but it's like these these secondary like uh, mercenary dudes, musicians, studio musicians mm-hmm. do not get enough credit. For no, I mean, they used to not get any credit at all. Yeah. They, Was it the last yeah. waltz? Is that what that's about? Or is it? Um, the last waltz is about the band playing. OK, there's Bob band. Yeah. OK, there's a documentary I saw that is about a lot about the studio musicians. And, you know, Glenn Campbell there's was a studio musician for many years. Uh-huh. Yes, the last one I saw on Netflix was called Hired Guns, which is actually very oh, interesting. It's I got the story. It's got watch that. It's got the Billy Joel drummer story in there, and how Billy Joel treated his band, and how 
he was like friends with them and they were all hanging out. And then when Billy Joel got ripped off by his manager, he stopped trusting anybody and became an absolute complete jerk to his, mm. even his friends. It okay. made me not like Billy Joel at all. I'm going to write it down and watch it. I think the one I'm thinking of is maybe Muscle Shoals. Yeah, that's a, that's about the um, uh, Alec, Alabama, Alabama music scene. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good one too. But uh, Hired Gun is about the mercenaries, like people who get people you've never heard of. It's you're like, oh, he played on that. Oh, he played on that. Oh, this is the guy who did that. Yeah, they definitely don't get enough credit. Yeah, and Steve Lukather, the guitar player from Toto's, in there, he talks about how because I mean they were a bunch of studio musicians that hey, let's write some songs and make a band, and they had an album. Yeah. Speaking of Quincy Jones, by the way, did you read any of that interview that he gave recently? Uh, no. That is also recommended, but you got to go in with knowing it is insane. He's burning everybody to the ground in that thing. I feel like I heard about parts oh, yes. of that interview, but I don't, I can't recall what it's about now. So I yeah. don't. I didn't know. read the whole thing. I read some of the quotes and was like, whoa, <laughs> what? I guess when you get old and you're, you know, that yeah. accomplished and famous, you can basically come out and say whatever, whatever you, you want. want. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm now you've piqued my curiosity. I hope yeah. You. Check that out. Um, Definitely, that might be number one, the Thriller Michael Jackson for three-song run. Well, that's the one I, I picked. And I will say that I I was leaning before I got to Michael Jackson in my collection, you know, because it's hard to remember 16 vinyls. But anyway, um, <laughs> I was really leaning toward the new Brandy Carlisle album. It just came out last week. It's called By the Way I Forgive You. And it's really good, like almost every song. It's getting lots of love. I, re- I highly bias. recommend it. It is probably recency bias, but but the first three songs on that album are spectacular. Yeah, but you cannot include that I in cannot. all time. That's you why cannot. I took it in, and that's why I said, nope, you I cannot. can't do that. I got to go to Michael Jackson here. But, you yeah. know, I started with the front of the pile, which was the newest album. Yeah. So Yeah. I will, um, I will name a couple more of mine that I think another question in that tweet, in that tweet thread was about what are two of your most, like, polarizing albums, like, what are the what are the two on the most opposite ends of a musical spectrum in yeah. your like favorite albums? Which two records best illustrate which two records that you own best illustrate yes. the opposite ends of your musical spectrum? Yes, and I would say these these next two the only the other two that I would name in like three song runs also probably demonstrate that. Mm-hmm. Um, Tool, their Ten Thousand Days album, okay. which you probably have never heard. I've heard of Tool, but no, I yes. don't know the album. Um, they have three songs on there, and I'm kind of cheating here a little bit because one of them is a part one and part two. Oh, yeah. You can't do that, and you can't do greatest hits. No, this is not greatest hits. Okay. This is Tool. On their 10,000 Days album, they have three songs, songs two, three, and four. It's a Jombie, Wings from Marie, part one and two. It's, it's one thing. It all runs together. And The Pot, which are three awesome songs if you like you know, progressive rock and metal. Okay, that's why I um, haven't heard of that album. Yeah, it, you need to listen to John B. Wings from Marie Part 1 and 2 in the pot. Those are three great songs. Okay. Uh, and the the other end of that musical spectrum is Damien Rice O, which I believe we talked about yes. before. Yes, yeah. Um, it has Volcano, The Blower's Daughter, and Cannonball. I've actually like heard those. Two, three, and four. Those, that's three of the greatest songs. My, it's, I'll say this. That's three of my favorite songs ever, and they run back to back to back on that album. So oh. I would put that way up there. That's maybe my number two or three behind. It's probably some order of Dark Side of the Moon, Thriller, and then Damien Rice O, probably, for for three songs in a row. Okay. But Damien Rice would be the other end of my musical listening So taste, from Tool to Damien Rice. Music. Yeah. Yeah. So you're How kind of you? combining the two questions because, yes. yeah. 
Now, if we could, if we're going to go with my sixteen Two birds, one stone. Yeah, if we're going to go with my sixteen, my sixteen albums only. Well, no, go, you can do that, but do it like stuff that you've owned, like CDs or like well, stuff you bought digitally that. or anything. Um, yeah. And. I would guess that I used to own, I probably still have it in the basement in a box, um, all my CDs that I never listened to. I used to yeah. own like uh, some Public Enemy CDs. Um, yeah, Fear of a ba- Black Planet. Planet. Yep, that I may be also one. one of mine. That's yep. great. And I actually looked up that one for a three-song run. But the thing with rap albums, I love rap and hip-hop, and I have a lot of those, own a lot of those, but it's the issue of they have a lot of like little interludes where they're just like spoken mm-hmm. word for like 30 seconds or it's like some crazy recording thing that is not an actual song it's so much of that stuff interspersed in there that it's hard to get three back to back to back because i saw somebody tweet i think it was straight out of compton and what's the other two off of nwa's album oh um, i don't know and i was like that's that's probably the best rap run because you have so many like little and i enjoy like the little stuff like if you listen to like a snoop dogg album or like a dr Dre album it's like all these little things stuck in the middle yeah, there yeah and separating the songs by like 45 seconds here. And people like Christina Aguilera do it a lot too. And um, what's that other guy's name uh, with the spoken word in his album? Um, oh, here recently. we go. Here we go. Um, Notice so, that I did not um, put him in any of the top three. No. Yeah. Certainly not that album if it's got no, no, his no. wife. Um, no. There's a lot of interviews. Justin's there. wife. Yeah. Justin's yeah. wife. Yep. Yeah. So, so yeah. Um, I guess I would say yeah. Public Enemy. And then on the other side of the spectrum would be some sort of country, you know, Garth Brooks yeah. or. Or Brandy Hank Williams. Carlisle. No, Brandy Carlisle is Americana. That's 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 a new word for country. Yeah, but it's not country that's like the, good the country. old country. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. It's much more old country than it is the new country. Oh yeah, that's why it's they much had more to Hank Williams, Waylon Jennings. Yeah, but just call it country and call that other stuff. Get out of here. <laughs> like Toby Keith and all that stuff. Just push that out the door and. It, I will gladly pretend that never exists if we never have to play any of those songs again. And then we move on to like what country used to be, which is what I grew up on. Waylon Jennings, Hank Williams, not Hank Williams Jr., Hank Williams Sr., you know, Johnny Cash, stuff from the 70s, even like, you know, uh, George Strait and that kind of stuff is okay. But that kind of still gets in a little bit more in the direction of where we ended up in the 90s. I would say that Garth Brooks was the first one to go into that direction. Yeah. And his stuff is not. Him and Shania Twain. He and Shania yeah, and, Twain. And there's, they actually have some good, well-written songs in there. Mm-hmm. So I don't have the problem with them. I have the problem with how it turned after that. I mean, they, they, you're right. They kind of started that yes. trend. But like when it turned into Taylor Swift, not even that. This is basically a rock song, but we're going to put the dumbest, cliched cornball oh, lyrics yeah. in it, and yeah. it's country music. Okay, but you. So would you put Jason Isbell in his country? No. So uh, I would say, yes, I would call him country, but what is now called Americana, which is to me the old country, which is good country. But I think there are a lot of people that would tell you, I hate old country, but I love Jason Isbell and Brandy Carlisle. Well, they're wrong. Yeah, well. Because it's the same thing. Go listen to it. So, but I don't even think Brandy. I mean, that's fine. You can you can dislike old stuff. I mean, it is it is much more sim- like Jason Isbell is much more similar to sixties and seventies and eighties country than he is nineties. Oh yeah. What's his name? Um, um, what's the guy's name? Um, Keith Urban. That kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, I definitely that's fine with Travis me Tritt. because I like old country more than the new stuff. Oh, totally. But if my if I'm going my sixteen 
vinyls, I'd have to say probably, I don't know, Pink Floyd or Brad Prince. Mm-hmm. And maybe like I have a Hank Williams and a Charlie Pride or not, or I have jazz, Dave Brubrook's, Brubeck's greatest hits, for instance. So yeah, totally jazz or, or jazz and country or Prince. Yeah, it's a difficult country. question because yeah. I listen to like classic, I have like classical mu- music albums. I mean, it's, it's just this. Music is music. music Listen is to music. music. It's, it's a good. good. It's a good question. So thanks for sending that to us, Will. Totally. I like the the, the three album, three songs on an album in a row, is a great question. Yeah, it is because it's because it tough. makes you really think. Yeah. There are a lot that you can find too, but three. Absolutely. Yeah. Three's tough. Yep. Three's a three's the right number because then you get into four, and that's like you said with Michael Jackson, you could put the fourth one in there, but the fourth one on either end of that pales in comparison to those three to me. And the fourth one is Human Nature. Yes, which is not my favorite song. No, but it's still good. But it's not one of those top threes. It does not. It is not. It is not in the same class as Billie Jean and Beat It to me. It is not in the same class. No. So and that's what I'm saying. That's why I think three is the great, yeah. the best number for this kind. Well, of I mean, that's why we here at Speaking of Tangents do top three. Of course. Yes. We see we snuck a top three into we definitely recommendations. Did. Yes, we did. We'd never done that before. Never. Mix in segments. Mm-hmm. We're against combinations of food. Well, we'll get to that later. Okay. All right. Do we have a guest on the show this week? Answer no or yes. It's a binary thing. Do we have a guest? Do we have a guest? Answer no or yes. Um, no. Hey there, lady and or gentleman. And or child. Thanks for listening to our podcast. From the bottom of our heart to the bottom of your ears, thank you. If you'd like to send us feedback on said podcast, you can reach us on Twitter at SpeakTangents via email at speakingoftangentspodcast at gmail.com. Or you can try Snapchat, Facebook, I think we have a Facebook account. I don't know what else, but you could just try walking out of your house and just yelling. I mean, I often do that anyway. It's unrelated to the podcast, but, you know, just I do find it makes me feel a little better sometimes. Yelling. That's a good feedback. That's my feedback to you, actually. Yell more. Not at anyone in particular, but just, you know, let it out every now and then. So do we have any feedback this week that is not directly related to food? Yes, we do. Okay. We have some feedback not directly related yes. to food. Twitter and has blown up on my phone, and it is all food recently. Yep. It's it's definitely blowing up over here, and it's all directed at one specific type of food. Ooh, okay. Yep. We, I'm sure we'll mention that, but what else? What other kind of feedback do we so have? So we're going we're gonna to read a little more feedback than normally because of Kevin Stanfield's appearance last week. Awesome. So, yeah, we'll start with with that. And all of this is feedback via Twitter, via the Twitter. I mean, do we, I mean, we rarely get feedback from anywhere else, right? Rarely. So if you want to, unless you're hitting us up join the conversation. And if you're hitting us up at Snapchat and you're pissed at us, I'm sorry, but we don't look, we don't (laughs) understand Snapchat. I really don't even know how to log into it anymore. Oh, I don't either. (laughs) Okay. Um, okay, so th- this is um, on Kevin Stanfield's appearance, these first couple tweets. And the first one is from Kevin Stanfield himself, at Stanfield Kevin. And okay. incidentally, I screwed up Kevin's Twitter handle last week when we were talking to him. Did you say at Kevin Stanfield? 
Yes. And, that's, what, that's what I thought it was too. Yeah. yeah it's at Stanfield, Kevin, but nobody corrected me, including Kevin. So I'm, I'm correcting <laughs> it right now. Uh, this time I think I have it right. Okay. Anyway, Kevin tweeted us after last week's episode and he said, thanks to speaking of tangents for having me on one of the top three podcasts in the universe. Wait a minute. What's bigger, a galaxy or a universe? Anyway, it's really good. Very nice. Yeah. Thank that you, was Kevin. Fun. Yep. And was then funny. Kurt, a un- unruh, would you say? Unruh? Unruh? You got at, me. At Cletus, K-L-E-T-U-S, 2513. And I don't think we've we've heard from Kurt. Welcome to Feedback, Kurt. Yes. Um, and he says, listening to Speaking of Tangents, and it was great to hear Kevin Stanfield. It brings me back to listening to This Show Stinks during yes. the radio days. Great mm-hmm. job, Jason and KJ. Thanks, cool. Kurt. Yeah, thank you. Sean Morrissey at Sean underscore Morrissey. Kevin Stanfield equals the best interview in the history of Speaking of Tangents. And well, then he Sean swinging big there. Yeah, and then he, <laughs> then he uh, create he included a laughing so hard I'm crying emoji. Is that what that is? That's what I think it is. Okay. And Kim Wilson at Kim Wills thirty three said, interviews with Bigs two weeks in a row, love it. Oh, and Jason, I'm seeing Les Mis when the national tour comes through Detroit next week. Oh, cool. Smiley face yeah. emoji. I believe she will enjoy that. I don't. I didn't even know there was a national tour. It's probably coming into Minneapolis. I'm sure Les Mis is so huge and like well publicly regarded that I feel like they'll be touring with that till the end of time. Probably somewhere at some point. Yeah. Yep. I'll have plenty of chances to see it. Is what you're saying? Yeah. It's it's like 80s Hamilton in terms of like how popular, like the groundswell of people who don't even like musicals or go to musicals or care about Broadway know what Les Mis is. Yeah. I would agree with that. I know what it is, and I care about Broadway a little bit. Anyway. Yes, I do not. Jenny Robbins at Robbins underscore Jenny says, thanks to speaking of tangents and Kevin Stanfield, so now I can so now I can give insightful commentary about movies others haven't seen either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and she includes an eyes closed, yes. big smiley toothy grin emoji. Yes, yeah, so ever since Kevin talked to us last week, I've been telling people, yeah, you know, Shape of Water is that's that Fishman movie is probably going to win. That's I think that's the front runner. And people are like, yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know exactly. any, what I'm talking about. Yeah. And speaking of Shape of Water, Luke Overby, stat mm-hmm. a young stat man, at at Luke Overby says he didn't convince me to see the Shape of Water, but he convinced me it should win the Oscar. <laughs> exactly. And That's hundred percent what I'm saying. Absolutely. Uh, no emoji from from Luke. So I'm sorry oh, to report. Okay. Um, Brendan in Jersey. Motionless. At Brendan in Jersey says, I've never seen Bachelor Party, but I can sum it up in two words. Tawny Katayan. Yes. And I do not understand this at all. Oh, um, my gosh. But if I had to guess, I'd say Tawny is a hot chick. She was in the 80s. Okay. All right. So that's see, I don't need to look it up because I kind of know minute, what he's talking about. You don't know who Tawny Katayan is? I don't think so. Who is she? She's maybe I'll she recognize her to, by sight, uh, not name. She was married or dated David Coverdale for a while, the lead singer of Whitesnake in the eighties. Was she the one on the video? Yes. Okay, Doing then I know like who gymnastics and yeah. on the cart like cart like handsprings on the you know, hoods of Jaguars. And wearing a leotard? Pretty much. Yeah. I, I know who she is. And all the flowing silk and like hanging out the window and stuff. Yeah, that's And she must have been in Bachelor Party? Yes. Okay. I think she was his fiance in Bachelor Party. Got it. Um, James Cunningham at James IV 1978 said, mm-hmm. while Bachelor Party is one of the best Tom Hanks movie, it does not hold a candle to The Burbs. 
Well, me and James have different opinions on a lot of stuff. Yeah, and I my response to this is I've seen neither movie, so it's okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, I remember seeing The Burbs, sort of. I remember seeing Bachelor Party. But as you said to Kevin last week, you don't know if it's going to hold up. So do I Very need true. to see this movie, Bachelor Party? Mm, probably not. Okay. It's a it's a super goofy 80s, early 80s, like late night kind of comedy. Okay, that's why I asked you if li- it was like Animal House. S- no, it's more like Hangover kind of ish. Oh, and and uh, the bridesmaids. Yeah, it's kids. sort of like, it's more like that. It's I would yeah totally it's, it's probably bridesmaids is the like spiritual successor to bachelor party. Then I'd probably like it. Yeah, it but it's like but it's it you know bachelor party is I mean it was the reason why I'm saying I'm not sure it holds up because I hadn't seen it in you know fifteen twenty years mm-hmm. and you go back to some of that early eighties stuff and you realize oh. Most people that were making movies did not really view women with you yeah, know, much respect. Exactly. Well, you have and to it's keep, awful. If you view it through that lens and you know that and you don't try to put it into today's society, that's, I mean, that's how you have to watch those movies, I think. Yeah. Because think about in like 1979, 80, 81, think about what was going on and the fact that the National Organization of Women was like, they, people were still talking about should women vote in 1980. I know it. I, I, that is insane to yes. me. Yeah, because really you don't is. think about because I was a young kid back then and I didn't think it, I, didn't, I didn't know what was going on. Um, I don't really halfway know what's going on now. <laughs> but think about, you know, you, you think at our age, you think, oh, that that happened like in the 40s or the 30s or the 1920s. No, some of the, there were still debates on that in 1980 and 81. That's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. I wouldn't have if you would have asked me that question, I would have probably guessed maybe 1940 or 50. Yeah, I mean, I think it was. I think women could vote then. It's just yeah, right. You but get to the. They were talking about, about taking a, that women shouldn't have equal rights in 1980. That men should be considered like legally superior to women is the dumbest. thing. It's just I know stupid. Yeah. People but are stupid. You're saying that bachelor party probably isn't um, very. They're they're on PC. that train of that 19 uh, yeah 80s objectifying women yes. probably yeah. um yeah and just. Some of the stuff that, like I said, I haven't seen it in 20 years or, or more. I would guess that some of the stuff that happens in that movie that they do, you could not get away with in 2018. Okay. You could you could not. I understand. I think I understand. Yeah. Um, okay, so thanks for every, to everyone for that feedback. Mm-hmm. And again, thanks to Kevin for coming on. It was awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to have him come back and review some more movies he hasn't seen. He hasn't seen, yeah. Um, so now more some general feedback about last week's episode. Todd mm-hmm. Takei at Tooth Takei. He said, I feel your apprehension to approach a big KJ. I stood next to DA and Nigel for 10 minutes after even Liver, unwilling to interrupt their conversation. Never got to meet either. Okay, so this <laughs> is about me talking about DA and not wanting to, not not worried about going down there and bothering him. Yeah, when the, he was at the working game. at the NBA yeah. game. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then Anita from Alaska tweeted pictures of her with both Mark and DA yes. at uh, one of the Jingle Fest. And, and she said something, I think she said something like, two of the nicest and most approachable guys in, in the world, which I would agree Absolutely. with. So, Todd, totally. you must do it. Yes. I, I know he's coming to this year's Jingle Fest. So Yes. And part the, of the reason they are there is to meet and talk and, and you know, yes. have a you know short conversation with people, like just, you know, anybody who's there. So, it's uh-huh. it's. It's yeah. that's I mean, they if they didn't want to do that, they wouldn't be there. So me telling you, Todd, to do it, I know it might be a little ironic because last week I was tough, <laughs> but that's why they're there. 
Right. Well, I, I saw your apprehension. I, I understood last week or when we were talking about that because he's working. It's his job. Yeah, it's his job, and I didn't it's want to different. bother him. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to if he had like something he had to. Do, I mean, because if if I was working somewhere, I don't. I mean, not that I'm famous, but if somebody came up to me and started interrupting me just to talk to me, just say, "Hey, how you doing?" I, in the back of my mind, I'm going, "Yeah, I'm going to be nice to you, but mm-hmm. I I got work. I need. I don't. I need to figure out how to you know, in a very gentle way, get out of this so that I can get back to focus on my work. So it's you, you just you have to consider yeah. that because. Yeah. I hear people all the time say, I don't mind people approaching me, blah, 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 and talking, but just if I'm eating with my family or whatever, like famous people, don't interrupt me. And I yeah. totally, I, you know, try to, if I see someone, I try to catch them when they're like, you know, walking out of a restaurant or like walking down the street or something, not when they're sitting down having dinner with their like, you know, family or friends and stuff like that. Or coming out of a hotel elevator at Jingle Fest. <laughs> yes, I don't. What was who was that? Um, Werner Herzog. Yeah, Werner Herzog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so you know, like I said last week, the only reason that I did go, I don't think I would have gone down there at all if he if I hadn't told him I was going to be there. And and he, yeah. So yeah, anyway, and, uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. This is assuming Da and and Mark are coming to this year's Jingle Fest. Of course, yes, we don't know for sure. Uh, I I suspect that um, any of them that can make it will will be there just yeah. because they. They, like I said, they've enjoyed. They seem to have enjoyed it the last couple of years, yeah. and seem to enjoy hanging out with us. For, I hope they're coming. I have no idea why. Yeah, I really hope so too. Anyway, there's some QE <laughs> that happened this week to me related oh. to this. All right. So, um, occasionally I listen to Mark Maron's podcast if there's a guest on there that I'm interested in. And this week mm-hmm. he had Jennifer Lawrence on, and uh, Jennifer Lawrence, the big movie star. You know who I'm talking about, right? No. Okay. Well, you need you you do know. I know you do by your tone. Everybody knows <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence at this point. Sure, yes. But anyway, she was talking about her different anxieties, and she said that in regard to her social anxiety, she is most anxious about the moment when she meets people for that first time. And then she said she went on to explain that she's an oversharer and always worries about saying something dumb. And I'm like, yes, mm. that's exactly how I feel. That, and so I was like. Thank you. And that was better put than the way I put it. And that and that and that is where my similarity with Jennifer Lawrence ends. <laughs> you want to tell you what I my opinion of her public persona is? Um sure. Yes, please do. That all of this is PR generated her Every girl, you know, the girl next door, you know, I, I'm just like you. Celebrities, they're just like you. They go to the bathroom too. It's that kind of have you listened to this so, interview? No, but I've seen quotes of her. And w- is this the one where she talked about? I only saw the first three minutes of that movie, and it yes, it is. See her and her like just the way that she does like speeches when she's when every time I see her speaking in public, I almost want to say this is fifty percent who you are, and it's fifty fifty whether this is who you really are or is this PR to seem like. She's just like everybody else. You can relate to her. She's a normal person because she pushes into it, leans into it so hard that is wearing on me at this point. Well, I think you have to think about that for every public person. Almost all public people. Yeah, but she is the one who is really. Well, of course. But she is the one who's really leaning into this is who I am. This is me. I'm an oversharer. Just using that term makes me want to go. Come on. but I can relate to that. Even if she's not telling the truth, I can relate to being an oversharer. Well, yeah, but it just seems it just seems like she tries too hard to be like well, everybody else. Well, she did else. mention in that interview that she has 
sought some media, how to deal with the media. PR like um, stuff, yeah. 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 She seems she seems nice and seems fine. I it she, just seems there is a, there is a chance in there to me, I my detector for she's trying a little too hard at this. BS, your BS detector? Yes. Uh, she's trying she's trying too hard to be just regular girl. She comes across as to me as neurotic. I see I think that's anxious. part of the I think that's part of the the ploy, the spin. Well, maybe. Yeah. And I could be wrong. But I can wrong. definitely, like I said, it's exactly how I, what she was descri- describing was exactly how I felt. Yeah. And feel. So you remember Yeah, when, of course. Because when, she's trying to get you well, to relate to her. she might be, but not everybody feels that way. When someone asks most you, people how are, have you been, you have I a think, response. No. Well, you didn't hear my answer to DA when he asked me that, and you won't. No. What's next on the feedback? Yeah, I think that's a good point. Good yeah. place to move on. It was QE for me, whether she was fake or not. Oh, totally. But and I'm not saying she is. It's something about it that makes me go, she's trying a little too hard. And it could be this is her natural personality and she's ramping it up and yeah. leaning into it a little too much. I mean, because we understand who you are and your natural, normal personality and leaning into it. Well, you might. <laughs> Life is a play and we're all just playing a role. Okay. Yep. <laughs> so Jeff Turner at Turner underscore storm mm-hmm. said, speaking of tangents, great episode of the podcast this week. Now that I have given you praise, I have two points for you. One, if you want to retire someday, you need investments. And two, <laughs> look up Teddy Roosevelt, quote, man in the arena, unquote, my favorite quote. I will said. have to check that out. I Yes, me too, because I don't know what that is. That's and good advice. If you want to retire, you need actually have to have saved money because you're not going to be making money when you retire. Exactly. That's a very good point. Honestly, I've just at our age, I've just looked at it as we are most of our generation is never going to retire. Yeah, um, yeah. Because I, the generation ahead of us is going to bankrupt Social Security, and certainly yep. the way things are going now with the government, mm-hmm. America is going to be broke, and broke. you're going to have to work the rest of your life till you die. So not only will you die one day, but you're gonna have to work until you get there. This is, and and <laughs> this is an yeah, uplifting and my podcast. Dog is dying. This is just terrible. <laughs> and Jennifer Lawrence is fake. Yes, all of the above. <laughs> um, Sean Morrissey again sent us a one-word tweet that said "Skyfall" with a, <laughs> with a gif of um, the Beetlejuice, uh, Michael Keaton's head spinning around. Yes. In- <laughs> That was that's that my favorite moment from yeah. last week was the Skyfall thing. I know that the other quiz thing was an all time quiz moment. Yeah, the, <laughs> but JT the Skyfall thing. thing is what made me laugh more than anything. Yeah. And then um Robert Colpine tweeted us a video of him in his car screaming Skyfall. <laughs> <laughs> it's the new Beetlejuice. Yeah. And Sean Morrissey also said the and the line of the week goes to KJ. Quote, the bathroom echoes are probably from my end, I would think. Unquote. And then he says, I laughed. And right. as soon as I said that, I realized, yeah, that didn't come yes. out right. <laughs> I didn't, t- I totally didn't think about it when you said it either. Or I would have cracked up laughing. So yeah, that was, that was a poor choice out. of words for me, from myself. <laughs> Phrasing. From my, Phrasing is important. Yes. <laughs> and speaking of that, speaking of Skyfall and Beetlejuice and all that stuff, mm-hmm. you know, we, we're going to talk about this in a minute. Um, but I just wanted to remind myself mentally to bring Skyfall and Beetlejuice up when we talk about something else in a minute. So. Okay. Nobody. This is not going to make any sense to anyone until we get there. Okay. I'm doing another like hype 
you know, yeah, anticipation. It's a, it's a yeah. Uh, teaser. Preview. Teaser, yeah. And back to young Statman at Luke Overby, he mm-hmm. he was put he said an old call ba- an old callback, but mm. hashtag young Statman never rests. <laughs> Jason, it turns out you are not so special. Yes. And he tweeted us an article of why does um Tay Diggs follow so many people yeah. on Twitter? That's a callback like with the first episode, maybe? One Second of them. or third. Yeah. It's way back. And apparently Tay Diggs also has some of that Jennifer Lawrence in him. Yes, he follows literally half of the people on Twitter. He follows them. Yeah. Um, it's a marketing thing for him. but um, Or pu- pu- not marketing. It's a publicity thing for him. Yeah. But I I think I tweeted back at Luke in response to that. Um, I already know knew both of those things. Why yeah. Tay Dix follows yeah. so many people and, and so that special. I'm not so special. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of that, um, you have you seen the new um, Chris Rock comedy special? I've seen half of it. Yes, I was able. To, I had time to watch the first half. Um, Did you see the part ago. where he says we need to stop telling our children they're special? I saw him where he is. It the part where he's like, "Don't tell people they can be anything they want to yes. be." Yes, yes. Which is a pet peeve of mine, and we've talked yes. about this on this podcast before. Totally. And uh, that made me laugh. That I yes. mean, the whole thing—it's it, pretty good. I would recommend. It's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, on the quiz we took last week, Jeff Kenton at Jay Kenton said. It behooves you to learn more about the Bard of Baltimore. And then he put H.L. Mencken in parentheses. Hmm. Now, I do okay. remember he's a writer. But is I that said, what he is? I don't know. He's a bard. Bard would be a singer to me. Bard, no. Storyteller, I guess. Storyteller, yeah. 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 Okay. I'm and, thinking of the bard class in like D&D. You know, when you're rolling dread uh, botches. Please you want don't a bard tell me. To please. Buff your dread party botch. with the songs. Yeah. <laughs> it's with a lute or a lyre. Okay, I don't have any idea what you're talking about, so I'm going to move on. After our, um, quote, serious, unquote, talk, you know, a couple weeks ago about the shooting that we, in Florida, that, yeah. Patrick Mm -hmm. Moffat at Moffat Patrick tweeted, some thoughtful and needed commentary in the last weeks from Ann Hornaday, Arch Campbell, Mark Stern, Jason, and KJ, and speaking of tangents, regarding our national obsession with pulling slash pulled triggers, good reads and listens. Mm Mm-hmm. So thank you. I assume yeah, he, I think he linked the article from Anne Hornaday. Anne, right? Anne Hornaday, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I assume Anne and Arch and Mark, they must have talked about it on their podcast at the movies. Yes, we don't listen to other podcasts. Yeah, that's why I said they must have. But that's what I <laughs> of assume. Of course we do. Of course we do since you already said, I was listening to Mark Maris. Yeah, right. I don't listen to any other podcast. <laughs> no other podcasts. And um, now we're to the food portion. Okay, did you pack a lunch for this one? It's going to take a while. No, I think we can breeze through this. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Robert Colpine, the swag master, at R. Colpine. Yes. I can't just let this go. I know it's an older topic, but Jason, you have lost your ever-loving mind with this whole PB&J thing. Truly, the only thing better is bologna and cheese on Wonder Bread with Miracle Whip and not mayonnaise. Should I respond to that or should I let my tweet speak for itself or is there other people going to back me up on this? Um, well, there, I'm going to get to the other people that, that back, back you up. Um, Robert Berg at R3T2, avid listener of this podcast. <laughs> he says, I would rather eat random, random, I would rather eat <laughs> random pieces of garbage off the floor than a PB and J. And I would yes. sooner eat my own mucus than miracle whip. Hashtag Preach. team fuse. Mm-hmm. And then young Statman at Luke Overby. Yes. I'm not I don't familiar like, with this gentleman. I don't like peanut butter or jelly. 
I especially don't like PB and J's hot flames emoji hashtag team fuse. What, what is this boys club team fuse? This is this is people who have a discerning taste in food. So they 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 they're on Team Fuse because Absolutely. Team Team KJ doesn't have any discerning tastes of food. We both like Oreos. Well, if you, do you like peanut peanut butter and jelly sandwiches? I think you know the answer to that. Okay, well, I think you know what my answer to that is then. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I think the only thing is if you mention Miracle Whip, I'm out. So yeah, yeah. I, I know we're never going to see eye to eye on food if eye to eye on food if you are talking Miracle Whip. I'm with so. I'm with Robert on the whole PB and J, but not bologna and cheese on Wonder Bread with Miracle Whip or mayonnaise for that matter. I respect the other side of this debate, but you know, Team Fuse. <laughs> okay, um, Adam Benson at Benson underscore the comic. He said, "I don't know if we've gotten into the flavored chip discussion." No, and, and there's a reason. But it, we have talked about it a little bit. But anyway, he sent mm, a, a picture bit. of chili cheese ruffles. Mm-mm. Yes. Yes. No. I'm all for this. As I was speaking, I don't know, we've had this conversation before. I've talked about how much I love chili cheese Fritos. I imagine these ruffles being close to them. Not as good, but close. But a Frito is way different than a ruffle. A Frito is more like a um, taco chip, shell kind though, of chip. It? Yeah, but it's it's the the flavor of the chip is way, way different. So I think if you're eating a chili cheese Frito, it's going to taste more like Sort of like it's got more of a spicy yeah, taste to yeah. it, and a ruffle is more of a, just a plain potato chip. Yeah, it it could work. I my stance on potato on flavored flavored with a you know spelled F L A V O U R. That's right. O U R. Yep. Yeah. Canada. Canada. Yeah. Um, flavored chips. All of them can get out. All of them. Here's my ruffles. All of them. I've never liked ruffles, even plain ruffles. I mm-hmm. I don't know that I, I respect I, that. It, it might be the texture of ruffles or, or something. I don't know. Yeah. R- ruffles have ridges. Oh my gosh. Wasn't that it would a have, It would have to be the texture because I think so. I think yeah. you're right. Yeah. Uh, I think it would have to be the texture because other than the texture, they basically just taste like a potato chip to me. Yeah. I much prefer just like the old Dutch um, potato chip. Old Dutch. What's that? It's a potato chip. Old Dutch. Really? Yeah. Like Lay's. They're kind of like Lay's. Oh, okay. I much prefer that. And I love barbecue Lay's. So barbecue I'm, is the one exception. I will go with that. Okay, so you have I some can, exceptions here. Oh yeah. Well, and, I mean, every rule I make has Oreos? exceptions. I am a rule breaker and bender. What about Oreos though? You have no flavored Oreos that you could no, go with. No, the exception to Oreos is double stuff Oreos. That's well, yeah, the but that's I not make. a flavored Oreo. That's just it's more a of different the same kind of Oreo flavor. though. But hey, uh, my exception is. to Oreos are mint. I could see that. I could yeah. see that. Now, the other, there's a huge thread probably still going on as we speak about chicken. It is. <laughs> okay. Um, I got one comment, and I've already tweeted this, but I will just say, chicken is way overrated. It is the Kevin Bacon of meats. And if you don't understand, which that doesn't make sense, I know, but go read the tweets and go read this thread if you can, you know, if you got about an hour or a hundred to spare. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. Chicken is fine. I like chicken. Yeah, it's fine. But Kevin Bacon is fine. He's yeah. in a lot of stuff. He's good in a supporting role. You do not want it as the main course, the main thing. It cannot carry a meal on its own. And if you do think it can carry a meal on its own, it's because you've got it breaded or added a bunch of sauces to it. Yeah, that's my. that was my re- reply to you, is that you can carry it, but not a plain chicken. It's got to have something on it. Yeah. yeah. 
And when you're talking, if the choice is chicken plain or prime rib, I mean, come on. I know. Prime, I'm picking prime rib. Yeah. Nothing wrong with chicken. Chicken is fine. Chicken, no. you know, is utilitarian. It can serve a lot of different purposes and a lot of different things. It's in a lot of things you probably don't even realize it's in. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it is no beef. It's no take the best steak and the best chicken, and the steak wins every time to me. So yeah, and speaking of steak overrated. and prime rib, yeah, how do you how do you like it? Uh, usually medium. Okay, and I go with uh, medium rare. Okay, so I yeah, like I, a little I, pink. Yeah, I tend to go medium, medium well because I like I like like a little bit less. I don't like to see any of the blood running out of it. Mm-hmm. And medium mind. sometimes will have some blood when you cut into the center. So I, I don't I'm um I don't mind I don't mind it being a little just slightly tougher to make sure it's literally cooked. So it obviously um, depends too on how who's cooking it. Oh, totally. Some people call medium different than medium rare. And I yes. mean, diff- medium could be one thing in the East Coast, and medium is definitely different on the West Coast. Yeah. I've cut into a medium steak before, and it's been like gray inside. It's been so done. Yeah. And that- then I've cut into a medium steak before, and literally red blood poured out of it. <laughs> and I'm just like, it's just, yeah. Right. So yeah. It's all relative. I like a, I like a good, it's, has, it's still like pinkish, but no, no blood, no running, flowing blood out of it. Okay, I'm going to move on. Uh, okay. Just a quick note about the bracket challenge, and then we will... Um, yes. Yeah, we asked last week's episode if people were interested in the March Madness bracket challenge, and we didn't hear anything, so we tweeted the question, and we, we think we have enough responses that people from people who are interested that we'll go ahead with the contest. Yeah, this might be like an Oprah-like situation. Maybe. You know, Everybody get, gets yeah. a prize, yeah. Uh, among those tweets, uh, Robert Colpine... Our mm-hmm. official swag master at R. Colpine, he yes, says, yes. I know a guy who can help with bracket challenge giveaways, just saying. Yes, and we will be looking into that. Yeah, we have to talk to him about it, getting some new swag. So hopefully we can put that together and turn yes. it around in time when, you know, by the and, time the contest is over. And speaking and of prizes. Well, well oh, I mean, ahead. that's what I had teased before. Oh, here's the tease. Then my okay. teaser leads to this, but I will say before we get to that, I'm teasing it again by saying we just put <laughs> it right. on for just more second. Right. Because you mentioned prizes and prizes. maybe we'll have the prizes. Even if we don't get the prizes in or we do get them in time, we may not send them out in time if I'm responsible for sending them. Because I think I'm still on the hook for sending out the prize for last year's, the person who came in third or fourth or whatever I was supposed to send the prize for. Yeah. (laughs) Still haven't done it. So, And and that would be the Hall of Famer. Yes. Uh (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So my apologies and... Um, there's no, there's no time limit on these prizes. So we may have this contest and not have the prizes until Jingle Fest. So who knows? That might who be. Knows? Yeah. It's possible because what I, some of the things that I, I think we've talked about are maybe some t-shirts possibly. T-shirts. I think it would be yeah. cool. Yep. I think that uh, would be cool. I was wondering if my, the teaser was, you think we could get away with a t-shirt that has something about Beetlejuice and Skyfall on it? I wonder. I don't know. Could you with uh, copyright issues? Probably. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Um, I, I'm no lawyer. No, I'm not either. We do know some lawyers. We do know, we some, do lawyers, know some lawyers. Yeah. Um, but speaking of prizes, Jolene Wojcik at JMR Wojcik, W-O-J-C-I-K, nice. said yes, res- responding that she's interested in the contest. And then she says, I'll donate a master's ball marker as a prize if you want. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So now we're taking donations for prizes. Yes. 
So Thank you, you know, Jolene. We might the kick 12, you off on the that. twelve people that enter this. If everybody donates a prize, then everybody gets a prize. Yeah, and, and a ball marker that doesn't cost too much to ship either. Mm-mm. And that's that's a cool like little memento thing. Absolutely, awesome. yeah. Um, and I know so- if you like golf talk, and even if you don't like golf, if you talk, don't if you like, just golf like golf talk, you can still like golf. Because I've seen a lot of golf talk hate on the internet yes. lately. Yeah, and that leads us to our next segment. Yes, fescue. Versus Bermuda. <laughs> yes. I don't really like to talk about the cross cut versus the straight cut. <laughs> yeah. I like how you got into your, and now he's approaching the green yes. and he's got to go up a ridge. John, he's got to go up a ridge and then okay. he's got to come back. It's going to break to his right just a little bit. I don't know if he's going to. What would you it. say? Um, what would you, what kind of grass would you say that is he's putting on? What kind of surface is that? It looks like a mixture of Bermuda and fescue. Mm, okay. Um, do you think at any point in time um, that he thought about where he would be at this moment with the wind coming in from that northeasterly direction and what kind of break is it we're going to have on this um, green? Listen, these guys have thought about it all. He's definitely okay. thought about the breeze and he okay. definitely knows which way it's going to break. However, I'm seeing something different. I've seen about 15 golfers already and it's they all think it's going to break right and it really breaks left at the last second. That's just a small sample of our new podcast spinoff, Golf Talk. If you'd like to hear more, you can... Wait wait a minute. That's not going to exist, is it? No. Okay. No, Jason. (laughs) So what feedback? Do we have any more feedback? No. No, we don't. So anything else this week? No, I think that's a wrap. Cool. I will talk to you later. All right. Bye. Speaking of Tangents is brought to you by K.J. Onstead and Jason Fuse. Hosted by Jason Fuse and K.J. Onstead. Created by K.J. Onstead and Jason Fuse. Music written and performed by Jason Fuse. Lyrics and vocals by K.J. Onstead and Jason Fuse. Edited by Jason Fuse. Produced by Jason Fuse. Executive producer is K.J. Onstead. Oh, and speaking of curling, I wanted to say I added five pounds to my barbell today, so now I'm doing bicep curls with the big girls. And I think it's pretty much a foregone conclusion that I'm going to be terrific on the golf course this year. Graphics by Jason Fuse. I love snow peas. And I love brackets, man. Brackets. J-Bab Sports Chick. Ow. Bye-bye.